There's a word from the Lord this morning as we conclude this series. Thank you for being here. So many of you are here doing our 8 o'clock worship service. Thank you for not just waiting to hear Bishop Paul Martin, but thank you for wanting to hear this final word of our series. I encourage you to come back at 11 to worship with Bishop Paul Martin. But for the past, I guess, 17 weeks, we have talked about faith and faith matters. Amen. For the past 17 weeks, we've talked about faith and faith matter. On Women's Day, Pastor Susie Owens preached to the women, and on last Sunday, it was Resurrection Day. But this is the 15th message in 17 weeks on faith. And today's theme, today's series, Faith Matters. We will conclude on Tuesday night with our final Tuesday night Bible study. I encourage you to come. The doors are open if you desire. We had those that were here on this past Tuesday night. Someone help me declare faith matters. Come on, look at someone and say faith matters. Our text is found in a very familiar passage of scripture. One of my absolute favorites. Thank you figured out now that Pastor Jackson got certain scriptures he's going to preach every year. I'm going to preach from certain texts at least once every year, such as the case of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17 from the New Living Translation. The series is entitled Faith Matters. This is number 15, final message of this series. Listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 17. But you will not even need to fight. <laughs> That's right. I just want to let that marinate for a minute. <laughs> that, that, that first sentence is for somebody. <laughs> but you will not even need to fight. I can do the benediction right now, right? Yeah. Listen to the rest of the verse. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. And the church said amen. 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 The series is entitled Faith Matters. This is the 15th and final message of this series. Look at someone next to you. Don't touch, don't hug. We're still in COVID protocol. Just look at someone and say, the faith to stand still. Now take your seat and tell somebody, stand still. Clap those hands. Give God a hand of praise. The faith to stand still. Faith matters. The faith to stand still really does matter at times in your life. 
Listen, it has been said that in the midst of a crisis, doing nothing is never a good option. You've heard people say that. In fact, this kind of advice has conditioned us to think that we have an obligation to try to solve every problem or that we must attempt to fix all that is broken. We've been, we've been conditioned to think I've got to do something. <laughs> I've got to fix this. I've got to make this right. Why? Because we've heard the expression that doing nothing is never a good option. We've heard quotes such as, nothing comes from doing nothing. So our, our minds are kind of set that I've got, I've got to do something. I'm expected to do something. However, this is not always true. This is not always the case. No, you are not always expected to do something. Please hear this. Sometimes the best thing we can do is to do nothing. Can I preach to someone? I know it's hard. For some people it is even more difficult. Yes, Sometimes no reaction is the best reaction, particularly as it relates to some of the most difficult challenges we may face. Yes, God does not expect you to fix everything. In fact, you cannot fix everything. Sometimes the greatest demonstration of faith you can display is the faith to stand still and do nothing. Who am I preaching to? Listen, reacting when we should be standing still or being anxious when we should be patient is never a good thing. So many people are anxious when God says, be patient. So many people are reacting when God says, do not react. Hold tight. Stand still. Shut up. <laughs> Smile. Give God. I, I know I'm preaching to someone in here because some of you have your boxing gloves on. Amen. Some of you on social media, oh goodness, you, you got to respond to everything. In fact, sometimes people that are close to me in both politics and, and in the church says, Pastor Jackson, Senator Jackson, you don't respond enough. And I says, I respond as God asked me to. And I've, I've been in a situation, literally, 
politically, I was just being hounded and attacked. And someone says, what is your response? And I said, no response. Why? Because I know whose battle it is. Amen. I know who's fighting my battle. <laughs> Listen, for Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the New King James Version, Paul writes these most profound words. He says, be anxious for nothing. Who's Paul talking to this morning? But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. If you need God to fight your battle, tell him so. If you need God to work it out, ask God to do it. If you need God to take care of your enemy, ask God to do it. For when your enemy and your foe comes upon you to eat up your flesh, they will stumble and fall. If God is on your side, you don't need to interfere when God is already working it out. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah writes in chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah and verse 31, the New King James Version again. He writes these words, part of this verse. It says, first part of this verse says, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. <laughs> if you want strength, you don't get it by fighting, you get it by waiting. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Please tell somebody what they need to do on this 24th day of April, the year 2022. Look at somebody and say, wait. Stand still and wait on the Lord. Ooh. For it takes a special kind of faith to stand still and wait on the Lord in the midst of the crowd. I, I, I used to admire the wrong people. I, I, I used to admire those who fight back. They don't take no stuff, Elder Sarah. They just, man, you don't mess with them. I mean, you come up on them, you're going to get it. You better bring it if you come up on so-and-so. I ain't going to take no stuff. I said, oh, man, man, that, man, those folk are good. They don't, they don't take, nobody mess with them. Then I realized it takes more strength. My dad taught me this. It takes more strength to hold your peace and don't speak a word and don't blow your cool and don't open your mouth and just smile and kick the dust off your feet and let those naysayers say everything they want to say because you know whose you are. Somebody in here, anybody in here ever had to hold your peace in the midst of controversy and the enemy wanted you to fight and you said, not this day, I'm waiting on the Lord. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. If you want to be strong, it takes more strength to hold back then the, see, it's the natural inclination to fight. I got to teach you how to fight. I mean, somebody hits you, your hand automatically goes up. It, in fact, it takes more strength to hold your hand down 
when it should be going up. And so if you want to know who the saved people really are, if you really want to know who the children of God really are, look at those who just take a licking, keep on ticking. Those just smile through everything. Those who you can say everything, they don't have a bunch of garbage and a bunch of mess and drama going on all the time. Listen, I've gotten so point in life that life is now filled with swift transitions and I know at this stage of my life I've got a few years left. Life is too precious. Someone said it to me. You ever seen the Broadway play Hamilton in which they talk about how many minutes in a day? 560 minutes, 479 minutes in a day. That song made me realize something, Pastor Lawson. Every minute in a year matters. And if I take five minutes out of my 560,000 minutes of a year and waste on you, I'll never get it back. I'll never get it. Some young people, some folk aren't worth your five minutes out of 560,000 minutes God has given you in a year. Don't even waste your time with some people. At the end of life, you may need those breaths, okay? Don't even waste it. So it takes a special kind of faith to stand still and wait on the Lord, particularly when we are in a midst of a crisis, such is the case in our text. Let us turn to the text and examine what is perhaps in this text the greatest Examples, one of the greatest examples in the Bible concerning the faith to stand still. Listen, in this text, King Jehoshaphat, I told you I, I would preach hopefully uh, from this text at least once a year. I love it. Uh, King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah, they found themselves with their backs against the wall in the midst of a serious life threatening crisis. See, a lot of these things we go through, they're not crisis. I mean, this was a serious crisis. Their, their whole existence was at stake. According to verse 2 of the text, they were told that a vast army was on their way to not just do battle with them. The army was coming to annihilate them. Vast army of their enemies, their enemies got together and said, we can't defeat them by ourselves. Let us join with other enemies. The enemy of my enemy is my friend to them. And so they formed a coalition of enemies against King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. King Jehoshaphat, according to verse 3 of the text, understood that this was beyond his control. <laughs> and he responded by ordering everyone to fast and pray. Some things come only through fasting and praying. See, when we're fighting, we ought to be praying. Uh, when, when we're responding online, we ought to be reading God's word. We ought to be seeking God's guidance. King Jehoshaphat began to pray began to fast, and he sought guidance from the Lord. He went to the Lord for help. 
He then, King Jehoshaphat then in verse 12 of the text, did what we all should do when we're in the midst of a crisis, when our backs are against the wall. Listen to what he did. He professed his total dependence on the Lord, his God. See, as long as you think you're that bad, as long as you think that you're great enough to solve it, as long as you think you've got the strength, the intellect, the ability to work it out, as long as you walk around in pride, you're going to always be in a crisis. But he confessed his total dependence on the Lord his God. Listen to what he says in verse number 12. He says, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. Some of you have been faking it till you make it too long. Sometimes you don't have to fake it. Just say to the Lord, I need you, Lord. Every hour, I need you. Anybody ever had to cry out? Come on, somebody right now, take a moment right now. Somebody take a moment right now and begin to just cry out. Somebody, come on, take a moment right now. Can you just stand to your feet right now? And just be any anyone in here needs something from the Lord right now. You need you need the Lord to fix something right now. Listen, he began to cry out, We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We listen to what he says. We do not know what to do. A lot of us that are in positions of influence and leadership, we don't say that too often. Pastor Lawson, we don't have too many people that would admit, I don't know what to do. Folk ask you, how are you going to fix this? I don't know. I have no idea. Folk, folk called me last week, all of the shooting that's been going on in the community. Folks said, we need another march. I said, really? Uh, we need another meeting, really? And they said, what do we need? I said, I don't know. How can we fix it? Pastor Jackson, if I could fix it, I would have fixed it 10 years ago. I don't know we're in a crisis. What I do know is that we've got to turn it over to the Lord. We've got to go back to God. If my people which are called by my name would humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and pray, then I will hear from heaven. See, I'm sick of folk thinking they can solve it, thinking they can fix the problem. King Jehoshaphat said, we're in a crisis. We do not know what to do. Oh, but look at the end of verse 17. Look at the end of verse 17. He says, but we are looking for you for help. That's what I would say to the community leaders. That's what I would say to everybody in the community. We need to look to God for help. I, I, I wish we can legislate people doing right. I wish we can introduce a law and pass a bill that would make people do right. Deacon Melton, Deacon Glover, I would do it. I, I would stay there all night long if I knew that would solve the problem. But I do know this. If God's not in it, it cannot be fixed. 
when you take God out of everything, when you take God out of the homes, out of the lives, out of the community, when your children don't even go to church anymore, when you don't value Sunday school anymore, when they know more gang lyrics than Bible verses, when they can't even say God so loved the world, uh, then what are you going to expect? You've got to keep God in it. Yes, young people, if they're in your house, they ought to be in church. Get up out of that bed. Go to church. We're gonna, if you don't hear nothing else, I'm gonna put you under the saturation of the word of God. Listen, you can't totally remove the presence of God and then think they ought to act godly when they had no exposure to God. Can I preach to you? Hootlims will be hootlims because they have the absence of divinity in their life. Uh, but when God is in your life, there's something to hold you back. When the enemy came in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifted up a standard. Somebody say, fix the Lord. Come on, somebody say, fix it, Lord. Throw your hands up. Say, fix it, Lord. Woo! God's got to fix it. Ah. And because, because King Jehoshaphat understood that he needed the Lord, and he confessed his dependence on God, God responded. The Lord responds in verses 14 through verse 17. The Lord responded to King Jehoshaphat uh, with an inspiring word of encouragement. God used a Levite by the name of Jehazel. Jehazel, the Levite, God used him to speak a prophetic word to King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. He tells them that they have no need to be afraid. For the battle was not theirs, but the Lord's. Whew, I feel something in here. How many of you know what you're going through is not your fight? The enemy is not really after you, but he's after the Lord. The battle was not theirs but it belonged to God. Then Jehazel, the man of God, the Levite, goes on to say to King Jehoshaphat and to the people of Judah in verse 17. Look at verse 17 and he says, and I quote, but you will not need to fight. How many of you know you don't have to fight? Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, put your weapons away. Put your gloves away. You will not need to fight. Take your position. Sometimes you've got to be in a position for the Lord to bless you. How many of you are going to set yourself up for your next blessing? Come on, look at somebody and say, neighbor, set yourself up. For what the Lord is about to do. Somebody know God is about to move. Ah, look at what he says. He said, take your positions. Not the position to fight. 
but the position to praise him. We'll get to that in a minute. Take your praise position, not your fighting position. Then he says, then stand still. Then stand still. Woo, I'm preaching to somebody. Then stand still. Look at somebody and say, stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Victory is yours because it's God's. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. Woo! Somebody shout victory. I dare you to shout. Somebody shout. Shout victory. Victory. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, if I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battle. Woo! Watch the Lord's victory. He's with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Ah, now listen, I want to show you what appears to be a contradictory. Because earlier, God says, stand still. Then he says, go out against them. So obviously, the standing still does not have anything to do with your mobility. It has more to do with your activities. Uh, you'll catch it tomorrow. God said, no, I do want you to leave the house. But when you leave the house, I don't need you to leave the house to fight. I need you to stand still. You know that scripture in Exodus when the children of Israel came to the Red Sea and Moses stretched out the rod and the Lord said, Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For these Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. Can I serve notice on you? God is about to do something with your enemies that they won't ever bother you again. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Somebody say, get ready, get ready, get, get ready. God is about to take care of your enemies. Who am I preaching to? Somebody stand to your feet one moment and give God your best praise and say, Lord, I'm ready. Ready for the victory. Ready. Ready. Listen, what the Lord was saying to King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah was this. I want you to hear this. The Lord was saying, don't worry, I got this. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Look at somebody and say, don't worry, God's got this. <laughs> don't worry. I got this. We then told in verse 21, having received these words of encouragement, King Jehoshaphat, what did he do? I'm going to tell you what you ought to do. He appointed singers 
praisers. Those who praise God ought to go first. Praise team. Worship leaders. Those who praise God ought to go first. Because the praise confuses the enemy. <laughs> you can either fight or praise him. But you can't fight your enemies and praise God at the same time. What will you do? Will you fight your enemies or will you praise God? The Bible says the Lord, after they praised him, did something quite remarkable. <laughs> Woo! He used the people's praise to defeat their enemies. Can I preach to someone? Look at what the text says in verse 20 and 21. He used the people's praise to defeat the enemy. Verse 22, at the very moment... Verse 22, at the very moment, verse 22, at the very moment, say it again, at that very moment, they began to praise him. Something happens. Something happens when you praise God. At the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of their enemies to fight among themselves they turned on each other Woo! when the people of God began to praise God something happens when you praise him something happens in the midst of a crisis when you praise God when you stand to your feet and clap your hands and open your mouth something come on something something Something, something is about to happen. Woo. Listen, their praise became their greatest weapon. Woo. <laughs> Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Your greatest weapon is not your strength. It's not your mouth. Uh, it's not your fists. It's not your concealed weapon. <laughs> but your greatest weapon is your praise. I dare you to bless God right now. I, I, I dare you right now. I dare you right now. I dare you right now. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Y'all do me a favor. I know this is the 8 o'clock crowd. But just step away from your seat. And go forward praising him. Take a step praising him. Face your enemies praising him. Go forward with your hands lifted up. Shabbat, Shabbat the Lord, your God. Come on, come on, come on. People of God, people of God. Woo. Listen, listen. As you stand to your feet,
I want to share, leave you with three key insights. Come on, I just want to leave you with these three key insights right now. As you begin to praise God right now. These three key, very important insights right now. Number one is we may at times find ourselves in the midst of a crisis. Not of our own making, outside of our own control. I'm going to say something to you, and I want everybody to pay attention to this. If you're virtual, listen. If you're in here, listen. Listen to these next words. It's not your fault. That's it. It's not your fault. Everything is not your fault. Woo! Sometimes things just happen. Sometimes things just happen. Somebody help me say the devil is a liar. Look at somebody standing next to you and just wave and say it's not your fault. (laughs) Sometimes your enemy will just be your enemy. Sometimes hateful people just do hateful things. Don't you stay up wrestling and turning about what have you done? What, what, what could you have done differently? Lord, maybe, maybe I caused us. No, the devil is a liar. You had nothing to do with this. This is the devil's doing. This is the enemy's doing. Ooh. Second key insight is this. Sometimes the best thing to do when we're in the midst of a severe crisis is to stand still and keep the faith and believing the Lord will make a way. That's what the whole message has been about. Leave that on the screen. Take a picture of that. If you're at home, get your phones out. Take a picture. If you're here, take a picture. Because see, God tells me this. God says, some of you are going to be in a crisis situation this week in the next few days the next few weeks number one it's not your fault number two sometimes the best thing you can do is to stand still keep the faith anybody believe the Lord will come on somebody say the Lord will make a way somehow like a ship that's tossed and driven batted by angry sea and the storms of life are raging old church used to sing it and his fury falls on me I wonder what I've done to make this race so hard to run then I said to my soul take courage the Lord will make a way somehow somebody say somehow come on somebody say somehow somebody say somehow somehow the Lord will make a way somehow and here's the third and the final insight the Lord often uses unusual 
methods to defeat our enemies. Methods that require faith to implement. Who would ever go face your enemy with only a praise? <laughs> That's unusual. You, you've got a host of enemies coming against you. And the Lord says, lay down your guns, lay down your weapons, lay down your ammunition. And I need you to go forward and face your enemy, but do it with a praise. Whew. Preaching to somebody right now. This week, go to work, but go with a praise. This week, face your enemies. But face them with joy. Face them with a praise. Your enemy is going to see you coming. They're going to be prepared to fight. And you're going to walk by. I hope you're having a good day. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall forever be in my mouth. Come on, somebody praise him. Somebody, come on, give God your best praise. Give God. Give God. Give the Lord your best praise. Listen, the last point is this. The question for us is do we have the faith to trust his methods? <laughs> Ooh, I know they're unusual, Nicole. I know that they're unusual. <laughs> God is telling you to do stuff that ordinary people do the opposite. But do we have the faith to trust God's methods. You're not like everybody else. The greatest compliment somebody ever gave me was telling me, man, you don't act like everybody else. Come on, you, you, you got to act like everybody else would in this situation. I say thank you for reminding me I'm not everybody else. When you have a relationship with God, you don't act like other folk act when they go to fight. You trust God. You know that God will make a way. You praise God in advance Woo. for what the Lord is already doing. Listen, as we prepare for the altar, the last message in this faith series simply says the faith to stand still Ooh. and when you stand still you trust God why he's your refuge he's your fortress he's a mighty God Richard Smallwood writes this powerful song as we invite those of you that are here if you desire to come to the altar in this last faith message Maybe there's a request you want to just lay at the altar. Come on. Leave your seats. Walk down the aisles. You are my refuge in you. I'll trust. You are my fortress in you, Lord. I'll trust. I won't dread the terror by night. For angels are all around me. <laughs> so I will 
not fear. Listen, when I call you, you answer. In time of trouble, when I call you, you answer. You will deliver. I'll trust you, Lord. I will dwell under your shadow. I won't dread the terror by night. For angels are all around me. So I will not fear. Somebody lift those hands and say, Lord, I'll trust you. Ooh, come on. Uh, chosen generation now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, God is speaking to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, bless I trust you and just stand still. Yeah, yeah. You, you. are my uh, uh, you Thank you, Chosen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't dread the terror, the terror for angels. Lord, you are my mighty fortress. You are. You are my fortress. In you, Lord, I'll trust. In you, I'll trust. Someone lift your hands and tell the Lord, I won't dread the terror. The terror for angels. I will not. Anyone ever had to call him uh, in the midst of a crisis? When I call you, he'll answer. Uh, in time of trouble, somebody say, "When I call you, Lord." You will. All the faith walkers say, Lord, I'll trust you.
Lord, when I call you, one more time, lift those voices and say, when I call you, anyone ever had to call him? I say it like you mean it. Lord, I trust you. Come on, say it again. Lord, I trust you. I will. Lord, I trust you. Come on, tell them. Woo! Anybody would trust you? Ah, yeah. But you will not even need to fight. <laughs> I'm stuck on those words, y'all. <laughs> but you will not even need to fight. <laughs> Take your positions. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. But you will not even need to fight. <laughs> Stop fighting. God's got it. God's got it. God's worked it out. Anyone who comes up against you is coming up against the Lord. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> uh, they're not just fighting you. They're fighting the anointing that's on your life. That's on your family's life. Woo! Close those eyes right now. To those of you that are joining us virtually, the numbers are on the screen. You want prayer? If you need someone to talk with you, to talk to you, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, if you're looking for a church covering, amen, we would be more than honored to have you here, but don't miss this. Your place in the kingdom is more important than your place at a church. Okay. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for these past 15 messages. 
over the last 17 weeks, you have spoken to us concerning faith matters. And you've reminded us this morning that the faith to stand still is perhaps the greatest of all. Not to fight, not to retaliate, not to seek revenge, <laughs> but to praise you. And to watch our praise become our greatest weapon. Ooh, praise confused the enemy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do this week. This week, this week, this week, this week. Ooh. Someone has decided I'm not fighting anymore. <laughs> I will stand still, see what the Lord is going to do. Lord, we trust you when we can't trace you. Trust you when we can't see you. This is our prayer. Your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that loves the Lord said amen. Amen. Come on, Lord, I trust you. Come on. Uh, come on, Lord, Lord, I trust you. If you want to join the church, if you want prayer, the elders are at the back of the church right now. Uh, right now. If you want to commit your life to the Lord and you're here, the elders are at the back. Uh, come on. Worship with us. Yeah, yeah. Everybody help me tell the Lord I'll trust you. so much. Thank you so much for doing so much with whatever God has given you. I can't tell you how proud I am of this, of my 25 years of pastoring. I would tell you that I am probably most proud. I've been touched more by your faithfulness when it comes to this than perhaps anything else in the past 25 years. Because you trust God. You trust God with just that $7 every week. Even young people have said to me, Pastor Jackson, I'm saving my seven. And I say, thank you. Because it's not, it's not to pay off a mortgage. It's not to cover debt but it is to sow into the future. Ooh. And when you give to this, you're sowing into the future. Amen. Everybody ought to go back and look at your contributions. And if you haven't given $7 every week, 
go back and make it up. Because tell the Lord, I want to be held accountable for trusting you, for supporting the vision. Thank you. Bishop Paul Morton is already in town. He will be here at 11 o'clock. Amen. To close out our Faith Matter series. To those of you that are here, you want to come back, go get some breakfast and come back. To those of you that are on your way, we welcome you. And then we invite you Tuesday night as we conclude the whole faith series with one last message from Hebrews chapter 11. The message Tuesday simply called the heroes of faith. The heroes of faith. Join us live. Join us virtually. Lift those hands to the Lord. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, abide, uh, dwell with us today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Lord, we thank you for the presence of so many at this 8 o'clock worship service. We thank you for those that are on the way. We ask that you keep anointing the pews and the atmosphere so that when Bishop Paul Morton graces this pulpit, He'll feel your anointed presence. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this worship experience. God bless you. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to our live broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org. <laughs>